Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast. So far, unnamed. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Eamon. I'm Garrett. And uh, we, we don't have anything prepared ever for this podcast. Basically, um, we're just going to be talking. Yeah. Occasionally, and- we'll have guests on. To It'll be a little bit more specific, whether it's movies, video games, TV, whatnot. And our conversations will consist of nothing to everything that's exactly, a terrible way yeah. of putting it but basically we're just uh we're just gonna be talking about anything hopefully not the day's news I'd like it to be a little bit evergreen maybe no politics well not no politics but we won't we won't get too political no because uh that'd be boring we don't want to alienate anybody but yeah we don't want haters yeah. um you know what okay so I have you started have you seen Solar Opposites? No, I have no idea what that is. Oh, okay. Wait, no, no, wait. Is that the Justin Rowland show? Yes. Okay, yeah. And it, okay, so basically we're just getting right into it. Basically, it's it's like if you got Rick and Morty and then you took off like the the cable censorships. Okay. And then there's like so much stupid product placement. But it's like so really? funny. Yeah. So like one of the guys is like because they're aliens so he's like <laughs> he's like you won't let me have one of my, my the the one diet dr pepper i allowed myself every day and then he he pulls out because it's an anime show but he pulls out a can of dr pepper and it's like really really well drawn can <laughs> of dr pepper or like a really good can of dr or like diet coke and then there's like <clears throat> miller light ads in the show that are just like you know it's like a poster of Miller Lite or something and it's I love how they did the product placement because it's like uh, you know obvious but funny you know that's that's interesting yeah and then like it's it's just sort of it's just sort of Rick and Morty but less uh, I don't know cringe or... not less cringe I mean yeah I guess less cringe but also less like they obviously have to go around certain things because like you know Rick and Morty the, the curses are censored yeah and like I don't know but good show I recommend good show yeah. how does it stack up to Rick and Morty I, I think it's like it's similar enough like humor wise and like you know the sci-fi stuff but it's different in like uh, how the characters develop and like what they get up to yeah it's I guess, but like, I don't know. It, it's sort of like some similarities are there. Okay. Is it basically like everybody knows that they're aliens? Because that's what I gathered from the trailer. Cause yeah, yeah, I know. They're just walking around as aliens. Like the, there's, their spaceship has <laughs> just crashed into a house. Like it's it's in the roof and it's just huge and obvious. <laughs> that's, that's funny. And people are always like, God, you aliens. Uh, it's good. You'd like it. Um... To continue the TV show talk, uh, I started continuing Westworld. Westworld. Okay, I have not finished that yet. I think I'm up to like the fourth episode of season three. Episode. I watched like episode six of season three and I sort of just lost interest. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I've heard it's online people, especially on the Westworld subreddit don't seem to like season three they seem to think wow it's not as good as season one and two and it just doesn't really stack up and it feels kind of ridiculous i guess in a sense a lot of people had the 
problem with the genre episode. Have you watched that one? Which one is that? Yeah, I think it's it might be episode five, but Aaron Paul takes like a drug. Oh no, I haven't gone there oh, yet. Okay, well, um, yeah, people have been complaining that they sort of do more abstract ideas of the future rather than focusing on the plot of the show, and which is sort of just do it robots. things for the sake of it being cool and right, right, sort of like dystopian future sort of thing. You know what I I I like the idea of the hosts going about in in towns and shit but like sometimes it's like it's just weird i don't want to say anything to spoil it yeah but like sometimes dolores or whatever her name was like does something and it's just like no normal person would do that and like get away with it yeah. or, or no no like no normal person would have that thing happen to them and just stand up and walk away I, I can kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, and then no questions are raised except by Aaron Paul. Yeah. You know, it's just obviously like he's being shoehorned into Dolores's life a, a little too much. But you know, watch the show. Um, <laughs> tell us what you think. <laughs> tell yeah. us. Tell us the people with no fans how what you guys think. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, uh, we'll gain more listeners as time goes on. I know we have a few friends who'll be listening. Yeah, yeah. probably not. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't want to hear our voices. They hear us enough. I, I, I think the show, it certainly loses a lot when you get away from the Westworld setting. Season one is just like pure Western sort of sci-fi elements mixed in and Anthony Hopkins being sort of a, a god... Best, definitely the best part of the show, along with um, the Man in Black. I mean, Anthony um, Hopkins is just, you know, him being there alone is, is already great. Yeah, and then season two has the more the sci-fi elements kicked in with, you know, the host taking over the park and whatnot. But I, I, I remember the first episode, uh, I was watching it with my dad and my brother, and I was like, this. I feel like this has lost something without the setting of Westworld, because that's what drew people in and... You know, as like Western genre, the Western genre was always a big thing in film and television in the '60s and '70s, and then it sort of faded away, and then it comes back, but as a sci-fi show that's super interesting, and then as season three comes around, it sort of loses that luster of being a right, yeah, classic sci-fi element <laughs> or no, classic Western elements with right. the sci-fi twist. I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that because it's just like. <laughs> It's called Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then it's just like, it's no longer Westworld. They might as well just call it World. <laughs> or like, That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I really liked about season two is they is they explored some of the other worlds. Yeah. Well, only one other world, but there's like hints towards... Yeah, towards the medieval world. And then in yeah, season three, like they that. go to War World. Yeah. Uh, just for that one episode, though. Yeah. Um, but that's straight out of the movie from the 70s. I have not seen the movie. I haven't seen... I, I've seen, like, clips online, but it's like, oh, there's there's Shogun World, or whatever it's called, and Medieval World, and War World, yeah. and it's basically the same thing, and obviously the man in black from the show is the man is supposed to be yeah. reminiscent of the man in black from the movie, which is just one of the hosts that goes mad or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know what? The special effects of that movie kind of hold up. Really? Yeah, because, like, there's this one scene... I think it came out in 79 
there's this one scene where they like take the face plate off of I think I've seen that yeah, yeah. And, and it's like really well done like sort of like you know how in Terminator like it was all like like clay you it could kind of like tell it yeah. didn't look yeah yeah so it's the same idea it was the same stuff but it looked really well and then it, that's actually the first movie that had CGI in it do you know that? Really? There's a there's a part of the movie where the host is like the the robot guy is like using a, like thermal vision to like see the heat signature of the people or his vision. I is think only, I've, I think I've seen that. And yeah. it's all like pixelated. That's the first time they use computers to mess with film. That's interesting. So like, it's super interesting. But uh, it's really funny because like. Now it's just like, okay, anyone can do that. Yeah, it's, a lot of movies are just a CGI fest with just uh, so much computer generation that yeah. it starts to all look oversaturated. Yeah, and like just people are in, in there like when they're filming just as placeholder objects. Yeah. Or like like The Hobbit, like some of it was uh, filmed, it was all CGI. Yeah, The Hobbit, well, Peter Jackson uh, took over after Guillermo del Toro left the project and he didn't have enough time to get a script together and film on location and stuff like that. So a lot of CG was used in place of that and the movie just looks like just too much of that. Right. And with Lord of the Rings, they obviously had all the time in the world to sort of... To craft it. Craft it and make it look good. And it's funny because the movies made in the early 2000s look better than the recent movies and it's funny because it's still what a workshop doing right, it yeah it's I, just inter- interesting I, I think if 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 they like you said if they put the time into it they would have been just as good as the original movies yeah or the original yeah. I mean even though the prequels um which when I was younger I didn't understand that so I like I, I had obviously seen Lord of the Rings and then I was yeah. like oh the hob is a, and I was like wait is it like a sequel? And then I watched it and I was like, what? What's up with Bilbo? <laughs> and, I just, and then I finally put it together, but I was like, uh, when did the when did the first one even come out? Yeah, that's not one. Right, yeah. So. Talking Lord of the Rings or the. No, the no, no, no. The, the Hobbit. Oh, 2013 or 14? No way. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's right. I was probably in like the seventh grade. Yeah. Uh, WB wanted a trilogy to make more money. Obviously. And what it should have been. Probably two movies and maybe even one because the book is not very long. It's about equal the size of Fellowship, you know, maybe a little less than that. And it was more of a kid's book rather than what Lord of the Rings became, which is just sort of high fantasy. It's not exclusive to kids. Yeah, they they took they took the base story of The Hobbit and then just added all the the fantasy and like you yeah, know yeah legolas is not supposed to be in it because he's not in the books right yeah not just a lot of unnecessary additions to the movies that don't really fit the narrative and didn't really help it that much yeah i just seem unnecessary it's more like there because they need a b plot to extend the runtime of the movies and they're long they are long. They're, they're, they're like just as hours. long as. But Lord of the Rings, uh, at least like another thirty minutes longer. But but the thing, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and even like the director's edition or the director's cut of yeah, um, very long. The third one. Oh, what's it called? Battle of Five Armies. 
are you talking about Return of the King? Return of the King. Yeah, like four hours long. <clears throat> yeah, it's like four hours long, but it's still well, good. All, all, like, all three of the directors go to like four hours long. Yeah, but but they're still like... You really watch good, it, yeah. yeah, and, and you enjoy and, it, and you and, don't really mind. Yeah, the director's cut is for people who read the books. Well, the movies are for people who read the books, but there's additional stuff from the books that people who read the books can appreciate. Right, yeah, exactly. And right. I have, I still have yet to see the director's cut, but having read all the books and being a, a huge fan, like it's something I'd like to return to. It, it'd be... I think it'd be really cool if, like, <laughs> I don't know. That sort of stuff is, like, everyone appreciate. Everyone knows that they're good movies, but so many people, like, haven't seen them and or refuse to see them because they don't like the genre. That's the thing yeah. about movies. Or that's the thing that's with anything. People, <clears throat> sorry, people, like, don't. They just don't appreciate it because they're like, ah, you know, that's that's stupid, it's fantasy, like nerdy it's fantasy stuff. Yeah, but it's like they're still shit. good movies. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna rewatch those soon, like sometime soon. I rewatch them every year. Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, because I mean, you your family like loves those movies. Yeah, but it's at this point, it's just more of the fact that they're my favorite movies ever. Wow. I and on the topic of CG and The Hobbit, one thing I did like. And very controversial these days, I guess, is for the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. J.J. Uh, Abrams brought back a lot of practical, yeah, effects, and it's just like, like practical effects well done, or can be so much more preferable to CG. And I don't understand. Like, it's weird that studios don't put in the time for this now. To well, make a return of practical effects because they're when well done I mean they're they're much, great they're, they're honestly for me preferable to CG yeah I, I, I really because like first of all that's what Star Wars is like built on you know because George Lucas did the original trilogy all practical effects yeah. at least initially and like people really you know they were really into it because they, they're really into it because like you know it looks sort of real but like you know, you could you could tell that there's actually an object there, but with CG, you could sometimes you could really tell when nothing's there, yeah, and it's just all computer generated. So the fact that um, the fact that JJ did some uh, practical effects for the Force Awakens made it feel like a Star Wars movie, but obviously the rest of the trilogy kind of fell off a bit. But yeah. you know, it's a different discussion. Yeah, absolutely a different dis- discussion probably save it for another episode because we could go on for hours about it yeah uh, i definitely wouldn't want to bore everyone i i think we've already we've already discussed like movies and shit that like no one not everyone has seen i mean maybe yeah. lord of the rings but like westworld like who's watching westworld and our initial listeners <laughs> probably already heard what we had to say about yeah, some of exactly. this stuff so we'll just keep it short for you guys and if we gain listeners down the road then obviously we can expand on whatever but it's not like i mean it's been talked about already forever on the internet so we might have something new to offer but it's like hot takes have already been made so it's just something to sort of move past because everybody's already talked about it's one of the most controversial movies of this decade you know or of last decade Uh, i guess since it's 2020 (laughs) oh geez speaking of 2020 2020 sucks Every decade, every 20s decade sucks. 
Yeah, that's the true. 1920s, everyone was like, yeah, and then it was just kind of like... The Great Depression. The Great Depression. And the Spanish flu was like still around. Yeah. You know, they never cured that. Well, it's the flu. It, it the just flu sort has of never like, been cured. It just changes every year and we get a new vaccine. Yeah, but it just sort of uh, like devolved into a lesser state of itself. Yeah. And then everyone was that's just like... because okay. medicine advanced sort of passed it. Right, yeah. My like you've obviously seen all this shit on Reddit, but it's like uh, here's a picture of a of a trolley guy in San Francisco not letting a uh, a person on the trolley because he's not wearing a mask. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like and that. most people just accepted that back then. Why people have gotten a lot dumber? I mean, yeah, we're, about to, we're gonna get into <laughs> what we said at the beginning of the show. We wouldn't get no. Into. This isn't politics. I, I was gonna say with the it age is. of no, no, listen with the age of information. We are currently in the age of information. So many people have chosen to, to they've believe. elected to ignore it, and yes. we can get into why. No, no, no. It, I don't think it has to do with politics. Okay, so you, okay. No, no, no. Have you listened to Slow Burn? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Okay, so the first season is about Nixon. The second season is about Clinton. The first season, they get into an episode about this woman who had a radio talk show who basically started, like, the big American conspiracy theory thing. Because big conspiracy theories are sort of an American thing. Yeah, the deep state. Yeah, all that stuff, like, started in the United States. And... Well, pertaining to stuff going on in the United yeah, States, but, I'm but, sure there's... But eventually, like, the job, idea of, cases like, in Europe and whatnot. But, but the idea of that sort of stuff going on, like, really began here. And then... It's a very, like... You know, deep woods, hillbilly sort of thing. Right, yeah. And, and I, like, you can even go the other direction, far left-leaning, you know, hippies. Right. <laughs> stuff like that. It kind of, it's sort of like an extreme on both ends of the spectrum where people, people's distrust of the government comes into play. And that's On started, both sides of, of the, the political spectrum. Right, and that all started with, like, Initially, like the Vietnam War, yeah, right? because he, the the military would report like, oh, victories and this and that, and then and then like you turn on like the news, yeah, like NBC or whatever, and then it's like, um, what's it, Walter Cronkite? He's like, oh, another hundred, another thousand Americans lost today, and yeah, and this many, uh, you know, and the live footage from the battlefield, right? Yeah, and it's just like people retreating and, and us, uh, the and obviously losing. the war protests kicked off because most a lot of it because of the, the the news coverage of vietnam right yeah and then that eventually and then like the whole watergate thing once nixon was like uh, i don't know what you guys are talking about that never happened and then slowly slowly he started like you know oh okay yeah this did happen but you know the, yeah yeah so like that woman i forgot her name i need to like look it up but she she started a radio show where she would like sort of you know disprove government things and like that was the first time that it was just sort of like a big thing to like not trust the government and she wrote a book i think about it so that's like i wouldn't say that's the the one thing that made american conspiracy or like conspiracy theories in america so big but it's like definitely a a proponent so it's funny that now we we everyone anywhere literally has access to unlimited information and we and like people still choose to not believe that i mean you know yeah. we, we all have our biases though yeah it's it's you know there's stuff like infowars which just 
sort of stir the distrust among the people. Right. And it's like they claim to be an information news outlet. So they see that as news and information compared to what can be considered actual facts and whatnot. Right. So they look at that and they see that and they think, oh, well, this guy seems to have a lot of sources, you know, in the multiple dimensions. <laughs> yeah, because you could, you could really fabricate or even find a source that will prove any point. Although, like, most of the time, sources are, like, real points, if you Google vaccine autism, you'll get a million results telling you no, and then you'll get one saying yeah, and then that's it. You yeah. add your source. Like, you're you're done. Um, I mean, Alex Jones, we should get him on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> but Absolutely not. <laughs> but he's, like, you know, he's obviously a maniac, and he all these conspiracy theories, but he also sells his weird products. Yeah. And it's honestly kind of genius. Well, yeah, it is genius. I mean, like, the dude's just making money off of it, off of feeding off of people's fear fear and anxiety about the government. It's He's a total con artist. I mean, they're going to eat your children and, and all that. Yeah, it's so I mean, funny. the fluoride is making the freaking frogs gay. I love, I actually, like, love Alex Jones. I, I don't listen. <laughs> You're going to need to cut that. You get, no, what? <laughs> you gave me such a disappointed look. You know, here's why. I hate, you know, what he spreads and everything. Obviously, but, yeah. But his char- no, he's good as a meme, but yeah, other his, than that. His meme and his stupid character is the worst. I mean, that fucking shit he said about, wow, that was angry. The, the, the Sandy Hook stuff is so terrible. Oh, yeah. It's and just, it angers me thinking about it. And he's getting, I mean, he had to pay a lot of money to those parents. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. You know, that good on that judge. Yeah. For, for like, okay, this guy. Because, yeah, freedom of speech or whatever, but. But it, yeah. There's still, like, defamation. Yeah. And the law doesn't necessarily, like, if, if a bunch of people are being terrorized because of what you said, then you've committed a crime. I guess that, that falls into the big hate speech top, topic, which. Uh, you know, we don't have to. Yeah. But uh, Alex Jones, good meme, terrible guy. Clearly, yeah. I mean, his, his the only Joe Rogan I've ever listened to is his appearance on there just because it's batshit crazy. Right, yeah, you want to see, like... It's funny to listen to while also being, like, just disappointed that people listen to this guy. Yeah, and you're just kind of <laughs> like, how how can we... how. How is that like even possible that this guy can can make so much money? He's filthy, or he was filthy rich. Yeah. Because of like all the bullshit he spread, and that's just—I mean—that just goes to show how how listening to him talk about PizzaGate was something else, <laughs> and the fact that like I would—I can believe that there would be a pedophile ring within our government because they're the most powerful people in the world. But I the fact that it's. That specific to democrats and not everyone everyone yeah like no because you saw like bill clinton with uh epstein yeah but you also saw trump Trump with with epstein Epstein and and other high republicans and other high dems so yeah i it goes both ways yeah all that sort of stuff does go both ways i i guess like the the issue with the issue with with stuff like Epstein and, and whether or not government people were involved is if a government person was involved, they could easily sweep it under the rug. Yeah. 
And the issue with Alex Jones is he's like he does he points that out. He goes, look, they're they're sweeping it under the rug like they're hiding it away. But instead of like just talking about it like oh maybe this, he's like this is proven fact. Here's my source. It's some random garbage Breitbart yeah. or whatever. And he's like, this is my source. Blah 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 blah. And then people believe his random stuff that he tacks onto whatever is like maybe true. Yeah. Uh, it's funny though. It is. It's funny to watch because he's just a, a character, and it's astounding to watch him just sort of go off on these rants and, you know, talking about <laughs> the clip that always makes me laugh is the Hillary Clinton talking to Satan or something, right, Dark yeah. Lord, and he starts just chanting like weird say, Satan and like phrases or whatever phrases and whatnot, and like in Latin or whatever the hell it is, and yeah. it's just like okay. and people are tuning in like. Oh man, yeah. I really feel this, you know. <laughs> like I, uh, I, I could totally relate to this. It's Hillary like, Clinton oh, that does makes, speak the, to the right, devil. Yeah, like she is the devil incarnate, and it's like, yeah. what, if anyone's the devil incarnate, it's like, I don't know, Dick Cheney, <laughs> or like, um, Andrew Johnson. I don't know, like real assholes. Hillary real. Clinton is just yeah. rich and d- a bitch. Chairman Z. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All these horrible people around the world, uh, and including in our own society. Yeah, or like, no, but like, um, I mean, as far as Hillary Clinton goes, we said we wouldn't get political. But to to be fair, uh, to play devil's advocate, I didn't like her as a candidate. And at yeah, the, at the time, I really speak in her language with the devil's advocate thing. Yeah, well, at the time. She, She's just at that time. It's like I mean, most people, most Democrats were disappointed with the nomination. Like people really wanted Bernie to be in there just to avoid Clinton, right? Or, or but, like um, someone else, because you know. But but the- like like I was saying, the things she, the controversial things she's done in her political career, like Benghazi and the emails, like that's about the extent of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that I don't sort of know stuff about anything else, with. but, like, that's what was talked about the most during the 2016 election. And then you have people like Alex Jones saying she's the devil, like, talking to the but, devil or that's the possessed thing. by a demon. It's, like, it's just the 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 painting of a picture of the, the people across the aisle that it's just so extreme sometimes that it's it's really astounding. But it's, it's like, kind of genius. Well, of course it's genius. It gets you reelected, like or just, elected. Yeah. And or like, elected, exactly. Like Trump did such a good job of playing off of like what people are like the the people, what people were thinking but never wanted to say out right. loud. So I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting. Uh, all these uh, like politics is really interesting. Obviously if we get into it our like, you know, It'd just get boring because everyone hears this shit all the time. Yeah. Especially, like, you turn on the news and it's, oh, the coronavirus, you know, more people dead. And you hate hearing that because it's just like, oh, geez, man, that really sucks. And then yeah. it's like, oh, by the way, we're very distant from each other. We're, like, you know, a good six feet at all times. We're sitting across a large table from each other, so don't worry about us. Um, we didn't want to do it over Zoom because that's a little awkward. Or, and, like, Discord or something. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you turn the news on, it's like, oh, coronavirus this, coronavirus that, and then it's like Trump. We're in hazmat Trump. suits. Huh? We're in hazmat suits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually, uh, we spray each other down with Lysol. 
60 feet below the surface. <laughs> um, yeah, this is an airtight room. Only one thing to get us in and out. Yeah. It's, but yeah. It's a... It's, it's a strange time to be living in. It's something we've never experienced before in our lifetime, and our parents' lifetime have never experienced yeah, this. Yeah, because... They like, experienced the Cold War, Red Scare stuff, but this is a little different from that. Yeah. And even then, like, I, my parents are kind of a little... Well, because my parents didn't grow up here. Yeah. So so the, the Cold War for them was just kind of like... Oh, all right. The two big boys going yeah, at it, yeah. and we're sort of sitting on the sidelines. So like, yeah, yeah. And, and like my dad, actually, my dad grew up in the middle of a civil war. Yeah, like a it's real like, actual. Oh, which one of these two threat. people are gonna intervene? <laughs> right. Yeah. He was like every day for my dad. He's literally describing. He's like every day is just kind of like, what? Who's gonna blow up what? Or who's <laughs> gonna start shooting who? And where will I be? when that happened there's so many stories of my dad that like, civil war what what was it was it communist no so the war. lebanese civil war is basically how the lebanese government structured is very intricate and stuff and like explaining it would take a while i wrote a whole paper on this but basically like they the, at some point people were just kind of like well we need like proper representation as opposed to this structured quote-unquote representation and it started with like peaceful protests and then eventually like a bunch of groups were like okay we'll just pick up guns and start going yeah like the soviets and the americans actually were not involved weren't involved at all not not like cont- entirely like out of it but for the most part it wasn't a communist american i thing. imagine the thought at the time was oh we could definitely get in here yeah or I mean, the people of lebanon being like is one of the two major superpowers going to be right, involved yeah. somehow? Like, and the thing is, is there was like it was like four or five groups fighting within the Lebanese Civil War. It wasn't just two big. That's you know. interesting. And you know, one of them is still at large right now. Hezbollah, the their, their yeah. terrorist organization, yeah. they're still around, and they they even like now have like a bit of a a position of power in the government. Like they have people. On the parliament. As representatives. As representatives. And it's really funny because they are straight up a terrorist organization. And no one else likes them. But there's so many people that support them. And now the Cold War that's going on in the Middle East between Iran and Saudi Arabia, Iran funds Hezbollah. Because they're, you know, Shia or whatever. And, like, they're anti-Israel. So it's it's funny. Um, But, yeah, so it's funny how initially during the actual Cold War quote-unquote, um, you know, the Americans and the Soviets weren't really involved, for the most part, at least, in the Lebanese Civil War, but now now in the, the newer Cold War in the Middle East, they are, like, two powers are involved. Yeah. Well, the Americans... Okay, so, so the Americans, what they did in Lebanon is they... This is, like, a whole thing. The USS New Jersey was used to fire onto Beirut to, like, stop some terrorist organization... Hmm. Um, and another time there were Marines docked in Lebanon because they, they had to deal with the Americans like most countries do um, and and they were, had like you know this little like Marine bunkhouse I guess and this like guy drove a car into it and blew up wow uh, I'm surprised that escalated into nothing right that's the thing because the United States would have immediately invaded right um, my dad like my dad met a few marines in beirut my uncle 
literally flew out of Lebanon in a military plane to the United States. He landed here, no visa, no green card, nothing. And it was like, he just, I think they were in New York and he called my dad and he was like, because my dad was already established here, like he had a life and everything. And he was like, hey, hey uh, I'm in New York. And my dad was like, what? <laughs> like, how did that even happen? He was on like whatever, you know, flying fortress they use nowadays. <clears throat> and it's just really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the world, the world has seen different struggles. I mean, my dad was like, when groceries were pretty scarce, my brother was complaining about it. And I was like, dad, like how... How easy was it to get groceries growing up? He was like, we we didn't have... It was so hard to get bread and, like... I'd have to walk yeah, miles for imagine. water. So my brother was like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we just realized, like, okay, there's no point of complaining. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just funny. Like, my dad has been in a worse situation, so he doesn't really care. He's just like, you know, stay distant. You know, he doesn't want to get the virus, but he's not, like, freaking out. Which yeah. is... It's just funny how... Um, Stark contrasts of life there during the civil war and life here yeah and i i mean With stability life, life there's still really shitty in my opinion like i, I was there th- this past summer yeah i know um and it was just like well there's protests uh, there actually no here. i left right before the protest started um but when i got there <laughs> a war almost broke out when i got there really yeah because the Israelis flew a drone over Beirut um, and Hezbollah, the terrorist organization in Lebanon, based in southern Lebanon, shot it down. Wow. Not Beirut, like over southern Lebanon, they flew a drone and they shot it down. And the Israelis were like, what the fuck, Lebanon? Like, why are you shooting our drones down? <laughs> and it's just like, well, we didn't do it. You know what I mean? So it was like heated, heated tension. And then it's just yeah. kind of like, all right, whatever. It was sort of like, oh, okay, Hezbollah did this. Yeah, like, but in that moment, it was almost a major war, and I was flying to France to fly to Lebanon. <laughs> like, the di- the next day was my flight, and my dad was like... Their flight would have gotten canceled if something happened. <laughs> yeah, or like my dad would have just been like, yeah, you're not going. But nothing happened, and I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll go, and then we'll see. If anything happens, I'll just, like, dip. Everything was fine, but then after I left, the protest started, but they were all peaceful, like nothing happened, and they, they ended, and the government sort of reformed, but not really, and now everyone's on lockdown. They have strict lockdown measures in Lebanon right now, um, like, imagine, every, yeah. like, you know, every country should, <clears throat> but, like, at some point, it was, like, because they, they already had, like, military patrol as, like, police officers. And, like, you know, police officers would go around patrolling, like, all the time anyways. So now if they see, like, two people in a car. I've seen clips of it. Probably not people in Lebanon, but early during coronavirus, a lot of stuff was on Reddit of random countries where police would just come up and break any gathering of people yeah. sitting outside. And in, like, India, they would hit them with, like, sticks. Those yeah, so and I know funny. in Russia, it was like, okay, if you leave your house, you're getting arrested. Like, right. But now it's it's now they, they immediately lifted down restrictions in Russia, and Moscow is having a really bad time. Yeah. And Putin's just well, like, I just look at Texas. Know. Texas reopened, and they're having a bad time. Texas reopened. Counties, yeah, more in, cases. In California are going to start opening soon. Yeah. But, but I'm surprised California is like, all right, I guess it's time to reopen. Yeah. That's, that's what I hate about American politics is just like okay the economy is suffering we will do anything to get that back and it's like what yeah this isn't a traditional war it's not world war ii where it's like okay we'll start making a bunch of tanks and shit and getting money or it's not like the great depression you know just to get out of the great depression yeah this is like 
if you open the economy, it'll just get worse. worse. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting, but um, we've uh, we've allotted enough of your time today, and uh, oh, time's up. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I guess this is the outro. I'll do this. We'll be back next week. <laughs> we'll see you guys then, and we'll have more to talk about. Maybe have some actual topics prepared. Who knows? And uh, see you next time. Not see you. Hear us next time. You hear us next time. You hear us next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.